Oh man, it is good to be back. Welcome back, everyone. This is Andy Christopher, aka the dad I listen to frequently. Thank you so much for coming back to listen again to our next installment of the Dilf Show. And here today, we're going to be looking at the first zero to three months of being a parent, of being a dad, and what I call the ticking time bomb. It's um, it's an overwhelming time. And, you know, before we dive into episode content and, you know, talk about some some things to keep an eye out for during that time, I just want to give a big shout out to Sam O'Brien. Her and her husband, Mark, just had their first child, Olivia. And that kind of prompted me to get back on the uh, on the air. And I know that this will come out weekly, so you wouldn't really know this, but there has been some time since I recorded the last episode. And it's been quite a whirlwind for uh, me, Julia, and Arlo over the past few months. We took a long vacation. We were in Wichita with our friends Ty and Mary and uh, their children, Lillian and John. Had an amazing time with them. We actually did learn that we could live successfully on a commune with them as long as we keep an eye out for all the animals and their safety more so than the uh, than the children that we have. But um, had an amazing time in Kansas and came back, got ramped up back at work. And um, Julia has been off this entire time. I think she's ready to get back into work, but she's been able to hang out with Arlo so much. And it's been such a, just a wonderful, wonderful time for us. And then we, we bought our first home, believe it or not, during this time. And um, we moved from Las Vegas to Reno, Nevada, which is absolutely gorgeous. During this time, though, we are coming off of the fires and the wildfires that have been going on in California. So there's been crazy smoke up here. It's just been like there's always so many pluses and minuses and pros and cons and goods and bads. I guess that's just really life, though. And, um, you know, it's um, it's just been great to finally set some roots in the ground. We feel so grateful that the stars aligned for this particular situation. And, you know, we love our house and, um, you know, we really, really do have and feel prideful for the family and, you know, what we're about to build here. Arlo started daycare, which is one of the most anxiety riddled and just roller coaster of emotions that you you're ever going to experience as a parent is when you finally start taking your child and dropping them off with some other people that you don't know. And, there's a bunch of kids running around and it's just overall chaos. But with with Sam giving birth to their daughter, it just kind of re-reminded me that there's this whole period in my life that I feel like I forgot. And if I hadn't have taken some notes on it, I probably would have forgotten everything. But fortunately, with technology today, we, you know, we can write all these things down. You take so many photos, you know, of your children. And um, you know, one of the first things first is just to remember to respect your your friends' social media feeds. They they don't love your kids as much as you do. And um, you know, they wanna they want the big updates, but what we learned quickly on was um just be wary of how often you're posting on there just because people get tired of it pretty quickly, believe it or not. Even when you think you're uh, you know, your your child um, eating solid food for the first time or rolling over for the first time is ultra exciting. That's not necessarily why people are tuning into Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Share it freely with the family, though. Grandparents eat it up, and um, you know we love we we have our family thread that we love sharing that stuff on. But fortunately, I could go back and take a look at some of these photos and kind of it 
just comes screaming back in terms of what I remember from that time in my life. And, you know, the people who have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds, they all have the same thing to say about the first zero to three months is I don't remember. I don't remember anything. And with good reason. Um, you know, in going back and in looking back at some of the videos I took and the photos I took, um, you know, I I remember now pretty vividly just sleep deprivation. I remember being a little bit scared, confused. Um, you know, getting something, get, getting a new thing that doesn't have a training manual. You're just trying to figure everything out. And at the core of it, one of the biggest pieces of information I could give to, you know, any parent or any dad or anyone during that first three months is that you don't need to overthink it. You know, you're going to potentially have all these gifts and all these ideas from Instagram about what you could have and the products that you could have. But at the end of the day, your baby needs to be fed, your baby needs to be clean, and your, your baby needs to feel safe. And the other piece of it is your baby's going to sleep a lot. And there's really no rhyme or reason to it because kids going to sleep when they're going to sleep. So don't think about anything related to sleep routines or all this other stuff that you're seeing online. It's really simple when they're tired, let them sleep. And then if you can sneak, sneak in a few Z's, that's ideal. I remember Arlo would, uh, he would just sleep on my chest just right in the middle here. And now he's like a brick that's just, you know, jumping off the couch and jumping into a ball pit and, you know, trying to run through windows and you, you forget that time, but he would just sleep right here. And then he would sleep on Julia. There's a photo of him sleeping on Julia's thigh and he is just so tiny. And, um, you know, I'm remembering those times and you really, really think that that's the most confused you're ever going to be. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm trying to figure all this stuff out, but it's, diaper, milk, you know, whether you nurse, whether you do bottles, it doesn't seem like it really makes a huge difference. I know that in various communities that they go back and forth on what can be done, but as a, you know, as a dad, I don't, I don't nurse. One of the big things I was trying to do was just what I call clutter control, control the, the chaos that's going around the house as best as I can and try my best to make sure that when Julia needed something that it not only was attended to, but that the next time down the road, there there wasn't all this chaos and things that needed to be cleaned as best as I could. Now, she she did a lot of pumping, and she did um, you know she had a ton of bottles, and w- I feel like we almost you know we almost broke up just for the sole fact of having to clean these bottles, and um, you know she did it so frequently that her her hands were getting raw. And so, you know, just trying to chip in and just keep the clutter, just the house free or the apartment free of clutter as best as you can is going to be so helpful. And then obviously you're going to tend to any other needs or any other requests that are popping up, but be proactive with, you know, getting the laundry cleared with getting, getting stuff off the kitchen sink, just keep things out of, out of range because it piles up so much faster than before you had a child. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you can easily control as a dad. So do keep that in mind and, um, you know, kind of taking a step back and a step before I do remember, you know, 
there, there's the power in the delivery room. There's the exhaustion at home. But, you know, Julia and I did go through the, you know, we, we lost our first child um, very, very early on in the pregnancy. And I remember being in the waiting room and uh, we were about to get the news, like the full on news that, um, you know, well, actually, no, this was this was after we'd gotten the news. And then we were sitting in a, a waiting room and there was just this ticking clock and it felt like every second took about two minutes. And we were sitting there and we were just kind of in shock. But I think we were mostly in shock because we didn't realize how badly we wanted to have a child until it was taken away from us. And um, it hit me so hard in those first like week, in that first couple of weeks of just how grateful we were that this happened for us. Um, you know, now Arlo being the light of our life is just kind of a, a common phrase, but I remember looking at those photos and just being so enamored and so overwhelmed with this love and with this new emotion that was like building and growing inside me and evolving. And I remember like the low point compared to the high point. And it's just, you know, I remember that waiting room clock and just being like, damn, am I wasting my own life? Am I, it was such an internal crisis and crux of, just all these different emotions. And then when the child was there, another completely new set of, of feelings, of emotions, of highs and lows. And all that really matters is this little thing in front of you. And you'll do anything to make sure that it's, it's fed and it's clean. And I remember we changed, you know, it felt like a million diapers a day. It was probably 15 of them. And you change your baby every single time they get, you know, they, either either diaper and she's like oh we got to change it we got to change it we got to change it and you know as you become a parent and you get used to that stuff you really forget how much on pins and needles you were very very early on and for any new parent you're going to feel that you're going to feel like you have to attend to every single little thing that happens and some of it just comes with time and if you are being attentive just know that you're doing the right thing but you can't change the diaper right away. It's not the end of the world. And, um, and just making sure that, like I said, that they're feeling safe and that you're making that connection early, early on is really, really going to set you up for success um, down the road. One, another really crucial point for your sanity that I can tell you is going to save you quite a bit of hassle is make sure you buy the, the zip up jammies not the button jammies. We, we got this, um, we got this piece of info from Julia's cousin and it was a revelation. we never had thought about that. We're just like, dude, jammies are jammies. Who gives a shit, right? Zippers. They save so much hassle and so much time when you're not fumbling in the dark, trying to button up and rebutton and unbutton zippers. Trust me, you will thank us just Devote any amount of funds that you have to to make sure that you have enough zipper jammies in your arsenal to uh, to get through multiple days. Um, oh man, looks like Lolita's waking up. Um, so from there, you know there there are um, there there's so many things that you will experience with your partner, and you know you'll be sharing vulnerabilities and 
making sure that you are, you know, accurately speaking to one another. And, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about that before in terms of making sure that, um, you know, you're there for your partner, but just don't be afraid to, to make it clear what you need as well as the dad. I mean, oftentimes we're just sitting there and we're just kind of on our heels. We don't want to ask for something because there's a fear, but you know, if, if something, if you do need some time, if you do need a break, if you do need a nap or something, everyone needs to be on the same page there. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Um, you know, going, going throughout those first zero, like zero to three months, because we, we all get tired. We all get frustrated. We all have these things that are hitting us at different points in time. And the more, the more that you bring it up and address what we were calling the silence, you know, I think you're going to be better off in the long term if you if you just bring that up in real time. You know, the silences are those moments where you just you you feel like there's this calm, baby might be napping and you you don't need to say anything. Well, remember that this is still your best friend. This is still your partner here. And so whether it's a good a good thing, a win, a loss, um something that you need, something that you'd like to see done or get done, don't be afraid to ask for it. Um another thing you're going to be paranoid about in those first 0 to 3 months is when your baby is too quiet. Oh my goodness. I can't tell you how many times I, you, you crave for that silence, but not too quiet. And the, the way to kind of get around this, there are those pressure sensor things that you can put in the crib that go underneath that kind of um, let you know when the baby's been moving, that can lead to a whole other level of paranoia. But for the most part, just make sure nothing's in that crib or in the bassinet with the with the kiddo, and um, just understand that they're going to be going through a lot of you know growing pains at the onset of things, and um, just know that they're probably okay. It's it's like ninety nine percent that they're okay. It can't ever hurt to to check on them when you feel like things have gotten too quiet. Making sure that you know airways not obstructed. Making sure that nothing's in you know, in view or able to be grabbed at, um, especially when you start getting to like three to four months. But just remember that you, you're probably going to hear your baby's, your baby's cries, your baby's screams when you're trying to fall asleep, if you can get some sleep. Um, and it's gonna, it's gonna hit you both equally, but in, in kind of different ways. And if you are, you know, too paranoid about it, then just get that cam installed, make sure that you're doing what you have to do in order to, you know, get the breathing in order. But you know, it's something that just kind of comes with the territory and it's going to be difficult to, to get past in those, those first few weeks, especially. And when you start leaving your child in another room and things along those lines, lots of paranoia, it's just, it's going to be really, really intense, but you're just going to have to keep doing it and keep pushing through it. Um, I'm trying to think in terms of, um, you know, yeah, just don't, just don't overdo it, you know? And when, when you are, when you are looking to try and put your baby to sleep, you know, keep in mind that, yeah, dark, quiet or ambient noise is going to be great for the kiddo there. But, um, you know, if you also want to go the route of getting, getting the kiddo used to sleeping with sounds, fully endorse that as well. You know, right now, Arlo, he sleeps in a blacked out room and he's got his sound machine, but now we have to pull him off of that. And a lot of parents have done it the other way where they just, you sleep where you sleep and that's completely fine. And, you know, we, I remember in the first zero to three months we had the swaddle going, 
we had to get the Merlin magic suit, a little pub for them, which was absolutely game changing for us. You can look it up. Looks like a big stay puff marshmallow person. And it's really, really funny looking to put your kid in, but um, it worked wonders for a little man. And, you know, if they're, if they're rolling around and, uh, and, and moving quite a bit and not getting a ton of sleep at the onset, they're only sleeping like 30 to 45 minute chunks, maybe an hour. So don't, don't sweat that too, too much. Um, and just make sure to, to, to kind of, kind of adapt as you need it. I remember the, the story where I just literally ripped my shirt off and I was just tired of Arlo screaming. And I, I wrapped him in it cause it smelled like me, wrapped him tight in a swaddle and he slept for almost two straight hours. And we thought that he was like not breathing. We thought he just did, was, was getting choked or constrained too much, but he was just having one of the best sleeps he'd had to that point. So ultimately pivot, adjust, and do what you got to do in those moments. Um, aside from that, I think I'll, I'll continue the, I'll either continue this episode into the next episode and, um, you know, we'll chat more about it because literally Arlo is waking up right now and, um, I got to go get him. So, um, I just wanted to remind everyone, send us your email, send us your comments at the, the Dilf show at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, on Facebook at the Dilf show. And, um, let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what you want to hear about more and, uh, what topics we can talk about in the future and, uh, questions, stories, any funny new lyrics or songs or anything like that. Um, I'd love to hear it. So as always, I love you and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Thank you so much for listening.